0: And welcome back
1: into Outside the Paint. I'm your host, Number five contributor and fan side of contributor, Vaughn Del Zell. We got breaking news. Yep. Great state of New York. I had to bring in Jose Villanueva with me today. He's our resident Knicks guy. Uh, everything New York Knicks from the day he was born till right now. Jose, huge day in Knicks history. They finally got rid of Steve Mills after 20 years with the team. How are you feeling, man? Uh,
0: honestly, Vaughn, this is probably one of the best days of my Knicks life because... Uh, it feels <laughs> like all of the bad moves that they've done in the past have finally just been admitted. And it's time for a new chapter. It's one of the first steps. And I think it's a little l- l- late, but it's better than never. Honestly, it's just been like a, a, a day to process everything and think about what the next moves are. And I, I love that the fact that they did it before yeah, the it trade is, deadline. It's thinking that it's taken so long
1: for the Knicks to do this. Um, you know, you've watched a lot of Knicks games. You hear them sell the team, chance, uh, fire Dolan, chance, whatever it may be. They got a new coach this year, Mike Miller, uh, coaching this squad that's been struggling so far this year. They've, been, they've looked better in the past couple games. But kind of moving forward, what do you think is the next moves for the New York Knicks this next week or two as uh, they start to try and come together as an organization? Well, the first
0: thing is definitely, like, what they're going to do with the trade deadline. So as of today, I've heard many rumors, including uh, – the biggest thing is, are they going to move Marcus Morris? What are they going to get from that? Where is he going to go? If they even do trade him, uh, I think they honestly aren't losing anything by having him traded. You get a pick in return, hopefully, yeah. or even Kyle Kuzma, which was I've never heard until today. So it just seems like uh, Mills was just behind the ball on trading. And it seems mm-hmm. like Scott Perry's definitely taking – taking the reins and trying to make some moves. I've also heard uh, Buddy Heald. I don't know how serious that one is, but um, Mm -hmm. there's many moves that the Knicks could make, uh, including D'Angelo Russell. That was floated a couple days ago. So right now, the immediate steps are to figure out what they're going to do to the deadline, who are they going to trade, who are they going to keep, if they're going to sell most of the team or what, because a lot of these guys are on short-term contracts. And then after the trade deadline, honestly, it's just about – uh, getting assets. Do they trade for Masai mm-hmm. Jerry, who was the name floated as Steve Mills' uh, replacement? Uh, that's a bit of a deep topic, so there's many moving parts into that because he's still under contract with Toronto until after mm-hmm. next season. And then for the Knicks to acquire uh, a first-rounder this year, they have one in 2020, then they have two next year, including Dallas's picks. So they have to kind of look at the talent and see what they're going to do. If one of those picks is worth trading for Ujiri. Um, And then the rest of the year, they're already uh, 15 games. They've already won 15 games, which they didn't do last year until the last week of the season. So they should definitely take (laughs) this time to keep playing the young core uh, that they have, Milkena, Knox, Barrett, and Mitch, because they don't, really lose anything because they're not really contending for a playoff spot. Although there might be like eight games out or something crazy, something close like that, it doesn't really make sense for them to push for a playoff spot because it's. I don't think there's really a lot of players on the team, including Bobby Portis, Taj Gibson, Reggie Bullock, Mm -hmm. Wayne Ellington, that'll even be here in the next couple years. So I really think they can just ride out the young core and then see what they do from there. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, and I agree with you a lot. There's been a couple of good players they've had. Alfred Payton
1: has really picked up his play as of late for the New York Knicks. Um, I could definitely see Morris getting traded. I think that's a guy that's kind of outplayed his time in New York already. He's uh, he's done better than they actually thought he would. And right now oh, yeah. his um, yeah, his trade value is probably the highest it's ever going to be. So you have to get something for him. And Ujiri would be a great pickup for the Knicks. I don't know if it's going to happen because of what he just built with the He might want to continually – with this, but a guy that I looked at and I thought of an exit is Sam Presti from the Thunder. I mean, you lose Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Paul George, all within the last three years. Um, Carmelo Anthony happened, and that didn't work out very well. Victor Oladipo happened, that didn't work out very well. So now that I say all this, maybe it doesn't sound that great to a Knicks fan getting him, but it might be time for him to actually move out of Oklahoma City. And uh, what better place to go than MSG? And work with the the Thunder. But I do want to ask you one name I did see float out there, which I thought was, a, uh, I don't want to say it was asinine, but I think it was a little too far out there, was Rich Paul, the agent of LeBron and Anthony Davis. Uh, serious people have been writing about the New York Post included, said that Rich Paul could be uh, a potential candidate for the position. you think that's realistic by all means?
0: As a Knicks fan, I've learned to not be surprised by anything. And this uh, <laughs> definitely it catches you off guard when you first read it. But then when you realize who James Dolan is and look at his history, you're, you you really don't get surprised by it. Because he he's really not a, a free thinker. He likes to copycat uh, a, a what a lot of people do. So I think what he's looking at is the model that the Warriors and Lakers, a tweak directly from Woj. If you go on his page, you can find him saying this that they're trying to copycat what the Warriors and Lakers did with palinka and Bob Myers. But what I find crazy about those situations is that one, the Warriors had a lot of luck with Steph Curry. Like they waited a few years for him to really turn into an all-star. He had injuries and Milwaukee could have picked Steph Curry, but they luckily got Monte Ellis. So it takes a lot of luck from the Warriors side. And then on the Lakers side, they have LeBron James. If they didn't have LeBron James, they'd be one of the worst teams in the league again. They would still have that young core, Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle, who knows if Lonzo Ball would be moved or at all. Like, You can't copycat those situations because it, it's, a, it's a lot of luck in the NBA sometimes, and the Knicks haven't had any good luck. So I think they just need to stick by the processes, like these teams like the Bucks and the Sixers who have built from the draft without really trying to make these free agents happen because I do believe in what Chris or Kevin Durant said this past off season, the Knicks aren't the cool thing anymore. So you got to get this young talent mm-hmm. to make the Knicks cool. You're not going to make the Knicks happen over overnight until this free agent destination. They want to have that Miami thing happen to the Knicks again, because they got left out in 2010. And I just think that's very just behind the times. Like you have to move on. You can't do what everyone else is doing. Like, Mm-hmm. Uh, who's gonna come to the Knicks right now? Right now they they keep saying Giannis in 2021, never. Or, I, I don't believe that. Like he's got a perfect situation in Milwaukee, so just build through the draft, keep these assets. But at the same time, you did transition into who the successor of Steve Mills was, and I think this is a perfect time to like debate whether you Jerry or Presti. So I do think you Jerry's option one. But everyone knows that the cost it's going to take to get him from Toronto is picks because he's still under contract. He's the team president. He's not just the GM. He's the team president, which means he's at a higher level, higher capital. And Toron- what does he have to leave in Toronto? Like He's in the perfect situation with a great team, young core, who hasn't lost that much of a step after losing Kawhi. So he's mm-hmm. pretty good and well set in Toronto. And then Sam Presti, as you mentioned, he was the same general manager who picked Durant, Harden, and Westbrook, in back-to-back-to-back drafts. He also found Steven Adams out of nowhere, who was averaging seven points a game in college and turned him into one of the best reliable centers in the game. And his best work, he pulled shy Gildas Alexander out of that <laughs> yeah. uh, ball George trade, and the Thunder don't even look like they are lost a step. They're just constant rebuild. So yeah, they arguably those- might be better of a team
1: this year than last year.
0: That's such a scary thought, and they have so many more picks to add on top of that that they can just do whatever they want because of all the assets they have.
1: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. What do you think
0: that New York could
1: give up if they wanted to trade for one of these guys uh, to run their organization? What would it take?
0: So I know I read that uh, Presty wouldn't take any – wouldn't they wouldn't have to give up anything to get Sam Presti. It would be one of those – do we have permission to, to talk to him and offer him a deal? Because um, so if many people don't know this. There's no salary cap for executives in the NBA or, or in sports. So the Knicks are the most valuable franchise in the NBA. And they're going to have to make a sizable offer to get either of these guys. Sam Presty wouldn't take any draft picks. But Ujiri is going to take a, some picks, which I think they should do. Because when you build an organization, you don't build or let me put this into a, uh, a metaphor. When you build a building, you don't start at the top. You start at the found at the bottom, the foundation, the support system. And you don't build a team and then hire the GM and the coach and all that. You start with those two organization or those two high level uh employees. And if they really want Jerry, which I think would make the team that much better and relevant because of his power, then they need to get rid of one pick or two picks in the first round, which might be a little dangerous, but honestly, like as a Knicks fan, it's time they did something crazy because they missed out on... <laughs> they. So what Steve Mills did, set the franchise back so bad, he traded their all-star power forward in Porzingis, as we know, just so he could have two max slots for KD and Kyrie and then sign none of them. So that was a complete failure. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. looks nothing like the player that everyone thought he would be. And also, his picks haven't hit, really. Frank Milakina and Kevin Knox don't look like future NBA role players at all. They look like they'll be out of the league in a couple of years when there's kids that are better than them and younger. So as like I mentioned, uh, the draft picks that Steve Mills and Scott Perry made have been a total bust for the Knicks so far. While Al- RJ Barrett looks like he's a future NBA uh, all-star or role player or very good player. He's the only one that they've hit on since Chris Stapps and then they traded him anyway. So what the Knicks need Mm -hmm. to do is to keep their picks, um, trade. Well, they keep their picks enough to get some capital to trade for Ujiri. In my opinion, if I'm James Dolan, I'm getting Ujiri no matter what because his reach uh, extends to a lot of the NBA, and you immediately make the Knicks a likable organization by hiring Ujiri. A lot of players know like how well he treats their them. Uh, the Raptors organization is living proof of how you build a contender while trading people. Um, they rented Kawhi Leonard and won a championship a year later. It's just the model for consistency. And they do it by getting players that not many people see and then develop, developing them in the G League. Kevin Knox and Frank Milikina could both benefit from some G League time. And I don't think the Knicks are in any rush to push for the playoffs. So just keep getting young talent. Uh, why Marcus Morris being created is so important is because it just adds another pick to either deal for Ujiri or to give uh, the next GM so the crazy thing about Rich Paul being in place as a GM uh, it would attract a lot of NBA players considerably Mm -hmm. but I don't know if that's the right way to run the Knicks just because they're not A a talent laden team, you know, like I agree. Who exactly, if if they got Rich Paul, the the argument becomes you have to get Anthony Davis this summer, and then Mm on top of Anthony Davis, you you would acquire some other all stars, whether that be uh, D'Angelo Russell. What comes to mind for me, D'Angelo Russell, uh, because you know, it looks like the Warriors weren't going to keep him. Andrew Wiggins is another guy that's been talked about being on the move. Andrew Wiggins could absolutely uh, use a change of scenery. Carl Anthony Towns as well. Looks like he's his time in Minnesota might come to an end sooner than later. Um, it's, it's totally... It's a ballsy move, but I just don't think the Knicks should do it because of how bad they have been in the past. And it would be such a Knicks move to hire a GM with no experience, just on the hope mm-hmm. of getting an Anthony Davis. So, before we wrap it up, I kind of want to talk about uh, next year's draft class with the
1: New York Knicks with you. But before we get to that point, I want to ask you, what do you think the, the final nail in the coffin was for Steve Mills? Was it this Memphis Grizzlies beef where they were fighting and, you know, they kind of came at them and said, don't be losing, score more points, that type of stuff. Do you think that was the final nail in the coffin? Or was it just The final else? nail
0: in the coffin was a couple of days ago, a week or two, was when all the fans started chanting "self team. James Dolan is a very personal person. He takes everything to heart, and I think that got to him because earlier this season, as mm-hmm. we know, we discussed that they fired David Fisdale, who they hired to get KD and Kyrie. And <laughs> they failed on that. So yeah. David Fisdale was never a developmental coach. He, he, I do believe he is a skateboard at some at some level, but he also didn't make these players better. He was rotating very weirdly and... He didn't really play the youngsters at all, which didn't make sense because the Knicks don't have anything to play for, really. So I think that was the first step in the right direction. And Steve Mills getting fired is an even bigger step. But uh, we talked about this off air. Uh, the Knicks would have to make a coaching change because I don't know if they'll keep Mike Miller. And uh, Alan Hahn of the Alan Hahn show on ESPN New York suggested Tom Thibodeau, who I know you're pretty well-knowledged on. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a good, a good hire because of how he left Chicago and Minnesota. If you want to talk into that, like, try to sell me yeah, out yeah. of getting Tom Thibodeau.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not going to sell you on Tom Thibodeau. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong, I love the guy when he was coaching Chicago, um, the Derrick Rose and Jimmy Butler era. Once Rose was gone, the Butler era is kind of when it went downhill. Now we know Jimmy's a pretty tough guy; he practices pretty hard, but um, Coach Thibodeau really pushed the players a little too hard. I mean, when you got Joe Kim Noah and Taj Gibson, too hard, too often, um, getting pushed to our limits when we're, you know, in our early 30s, mid 30s, you know, that could be a problem. And a team like the Knicks, I mean, they could benefit of some defense. You know, they're allowing 111 points per game, only scoring 104. So they could certainly use some defense. But um, in an NBA like today's, it's all about the offense. And I think that the Knicks could would benefit from uh, getting a younger coach, uh, someone that really is going to have two or three years to try and recruit and get some guys in there and go through the draft because the Knicks have brought in great players. I mean, we didn't even talk about Dennis Smith jr. And how good he actually could be, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and he's a guy that's probably end up going to get cut or traded. And it's, it's sad to say, but you know, you can get a, If you could trade him and it's a future second round pick or another bench player and get a buddy healed or someone for right now, you know, that instantly improves the team. But, yeah, I'm not, I can't sell you on Tom Thibodeau cuz I don't think he's a great fit for the Knicks and uh yeah, he didn't work out in Minnesota either and he had the uh what the role of was it general manager or yeah. vice president as well. So, yeah, it's he, I don't I think his coaching career may be done. Um and I think there's a couple other guys that are his, his GM, yeah, coaching career and management career are probably done. Uh, you know, the that this is going to be the first draft class for the New York Knicks. Um, under their brand-new coach, Mike Miller. He's going to be the seventh head coach in the last 10 years. Uh, What do you want to see from this draft class as a Knicks fan? Um, And if you guys have a top five pick, as probably projected, I would say top five to eight, um, where do you think that the Knicks go with this? So
0: this might seem a little crazy, but I'm a big fan of James Wiseman. And if they do happen to have him available to pick, and either Lamelo or Cole Anthony are gone. It all depends on the order and like how the, the numbers fall, the lottery falls. I would take him over Mitchell Robinson. I'm not going to lie, because I don't think they're yes. they're similar in players, but Wiseman is just so much more developed. More, yeah, much more upside with, with him. And then they would ha- you could use Robinson as a trade piece to throw into a D'Angelo Russell trade and get a point guard, so you don't have to get another pick. And then, if you use Robinson and a pick for Russell, you have those Mavericks picks, and you get Ujiri. And this is a one-year turnaround for the Knicks. <laughs> I really think that you give the you give RJ and D'Angelo Russell the the freedom to make their own plays, Ooh. and it would yeah. just be excitement in the Garden. Um, it's it's honestly a good sign that we're talking about the Knicks and the possibility instead of critiquing them for their past mistakes. I think this is the smartest decision they've made in a long time, a little late, but it's better late than never. Like I said earlier, so. (laughs) Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah, But one of the headlines of the New York post is that they finally fire Steve Mills and it may be a day or a couple years too late. And I loved how they led into that because yeah, it's been a while that uh, the Knicks have been more of a punchline than, you know, relevant in the NBA. And, yeah, like you said about Kevin Durant's comment, they're not the cool thing. I think that could be changing. R.J. Barrett is the guy I thought that kind of changed that Knicks culture. And uh, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. And, Jose, I'm so happy for you, man. I
0: appreciate that, man. I hope the Bulls can come <laughs> into irrele- relevancy too so we can get a rivalry going.
1: <laughs> there we
0: go. That's what we need. I know the Bulls are going to tank and get the seventh pick for the
1: fourth year in a row. So I already know our future. <laughs> but uh, more interesting to see the Knicks future for sure. But, Jose – I appreciate you coming on, always talking with us. You know you're the regular. You can follow Jose on Twitter and Instagram at No Way Jose, coolest name on Twitter and IG out there. <laughs> uh, Jose, it's a pleasure. Thank you for talking next
0: All party. right, man. Good talk. We'll talk soon with Nell and uh, get our All-Star Snubs episode going. I'm excited for that. Oh.
1: oh, man. You guys, I'm telling you, if you thought this was a little bit of an exciting episode, I'm coming with the straight five wait. in a couple of days. Because, yeah, I can't wait either, man. But until then, we'll talk soon, Jose. Thank you so much. And everyone listening to Outside the Paint, we appreciate you guys and uh, hanging until next time. Now